Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's Wednesday, November 4th, 2020. This is episode 55, Nothing Political. If you didn't know, this is End of Regulation. We're glad to have you here. We've got a packed agenda, breaking down everything in the world of sports and entertainment. We're going to review what you've seen, preview, much more to come, and let you guys know what to look out for. Per usual, let's go ahead around the virtual table here and interview, introduce, not interview, the Stew Crew. Live from Richmond with The Cure, Dr. Wells, how we doing? And it's good to be back for another week in a row here, and I do have The Cure. The Cure is Maction. The MAC football conference is back tonight, and our Western Michigan cleaned up in their opener. Look out for the boys. I got my jersey on. Maction's back. Life is Life's all right right now. Life is all right. Good to hear. Well, live from Florida, the fighter himself, Dickie. How we doing? We are good. We are good. Um, nothing really new to report. Uh, Looks like you're fighting a hangover. I'm fine. I, I, I felt better. You know, I definitely felt better. Um, it was fun to watch the Giants almost win a football game on Monday night. But at the same time, I'm glad we lost because we need a top five pick, we need a top three pick, and we need a whole bunch of fucking help. So, you know, go Giants. Heard that. Well, hopefully, maybe, hopefully not. We'll see Shakes later on. He might join us here in the Stu Crew. But uh, let's go ahead and kick it off. Cue the music. Second down and seven. Mahomes, Watkins, what a throw! Now you like it is, you're blessed. You're blessed that I chose you. Tiger completes one of the greatest comebacks in Masters history. One of the greatest comebacks in sports history. Well, we're going to open it up here tonight with an open forum. We've got a couple of things that we just wanted to get off our chest. <clears throat> Figured we'd just go off the top of the dome with some of the things that are, uh, you know, stirring around in that old noggin. So... Recently, I have started watching The Undoing, which is actually a solid TV show, which you should check out on HBO. Uh, Only two episodes have been released so far. However, with that being said, I pose the question, what is the interest in Nicole Kidman? Because she can't act. She's not that attractive. So, what what do you not like about her, dude? She what, just kind what irks you. What grinds your? Teeth? I was just about to say she. What irks me? Um, she first of all, she looks like a skeleton or like a witch. Okay, true fact. Uh, I I like I said, I truly don't believe that she is a good actress, and maybe this is just because of the certain role that she's playing in the show. But my God, like, <clears throat> I don't know if she's ever won an Oscar, but I imagine she's probably been nominated seeing as she's been around for a billion years. She's, uh, so I'm, I, it's probably not good of me to say, but I can't exactly picture Nicole Kidman off the top of my head. So I just Googled it and she's received an Academy Award, two Primetime Emmy Awards and five Golden Globe Awards. She was listed among the world's highest paid actresses in 2006, 2018, and 19. Um, so what being said, does this, 
Okay, so, <laughs> so what does this tell us? Gardner has no eye for talent. Not, <clears throat> dude. Let's let's be clear here. Everything about the Oscars, the Academy Awards, are bullshit. My boy Leo is a prime example of how that shit is rigged. Okay, Nicole Kidman can be glittered in as many as awards as she freaking wants. There are plenty of actors on the top ten and actresses that are on the top ten list who haven't gotten awards. So, uh, okay, couple couple things. Leo goes up against a much stiffer competition. Okay. Right. Decent point. Yeah. Uh, I did, you know, hand up. I did watch, uh, Big Little Lies. Nicole Kidman's pretty fucking good in that show okay she's, I'll she's take scary that. she's like a little she's a little dark and she's got you know she's she's all you know fucked up in the head whatever this she's, movie she's was pretty, she's pretty she, good whatever this movie was she was decent in too what was this shit with uh Shirley, Charlize Theron bombshell, bombshell. she was, she was oh, decent in that. that but I'm saying overall not impressed and Hugh Grant's in it you know, the ladies love him. I think he's past his prime, but like, who am I? You know, to judge. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm just a guy in Florida recording a podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> bonus points if you know who Nicole Kidman is married to. Keith Urban. Are you Googling that as well? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was, she was also married to Tom Cruise from nineteen ninety to two thousand one. She was born in Hawaii. But off, that's off the top of my head. Here's I just the know these things. That furthers okay. my point that she sucks. She was married to Tom Cruise. <laughs> she has a kid with Tom. She has two kids. Two kids with Tom Cruise. And one well, of her kids' name is Sunday Rose Kidman Urban. All right. Yeah. She that she sucks. That's all I Someday. need to hear. Off. Yeah. Done. That's, that's almost as good as Northwest. The Lord. It's the Lord's Northwest or whatever the fuck it is. Dude, Gwyneth Paltrow's kid, one of her kids is named like pineapple or apple or banana or something. It's, I think it's apple. Yeah. I think apple, yeah. Um, all right, well, I'll tell you another show that's on my list that you guys should check out. And that's Ted Lasso. Uh, solid piece of work. It's on Apple TV. It's about a football coach who coached Wichita State, won, wins a national championship. He gets called over to England to coach AFC Richmond, <clears throat> obviously a fake team. All the teams that they play are real, so it's kind of cool to see. It's a feel-good right now during shitty times, so I encourage you to go check it out. I, I've heard very good things. The last time I saw Ted Lasso was when they did, like, a skit of that same, of the same Ted Lasso character on um, Funny or Die. Okay, was, interesting. Was where that first premiered, like, probably five years ago wow uh, interesting i didn't know that uh, I, I guess it got like a lot of popularity and, and to the point where they turned it into a show but yeah i heard good things i don't have apple plus so i can't promise i'll watch it um but maybe if you're, if you're lucky i'll hook you up with some credentials sounds tight what do i have to do for it <sighs> we'll, we'll we'll figure that out maybe yes. around a golf you know who knows <laughs> discuss that off air yeah um all right well we said nothing political and there is nothing political about this. But Kanye West did receive 60,000 votes. And uh, 
that is over the last two days, that is 59,999 more votes than we anticipated. Um, I'm pretty sure he conceded, yes. which is, which is admirable of him. Okay. You know, I think you gotta, you gotta know when to hang him up. You know, what's most interesting about this is where the votes came from. Do you know, if I, ch- I have this in front of me, do, do you, could you take a guess on where the votes for Kanye West came from? Like what city? What states? Uh, Chicago. I think New Mexico, he had a decent turnout. Maybe like I Wyoming. I know he was actually I, I thought, on the ballot I thought, in a I few states. I thought Wyoming would have been too, but the majority of his votes, first of all, the most votes he got came from Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, and Utah. Wow. All right. So basically How, all over the map, dude. He's got the Mormons, the Midwesterners, the Panhandle. I found that so interesting that like these random like deep south states voted for Kanye West. Also, fun fact, not to get political. We're not getting political. Uh, Nevada had 10,000 votes for none of these candidates. Who who did they go to? A write in? I think I think they wrote. I, I assume I don't know if this is just the way that it's set up on this on this map I'm looking at. But I, my take on that is that people did write ins of none of these candidates. Interesting. I hear people write Mickey Mouse all the time as well. Yeah, Mickey gets you know thousands of votes every year. Where else? Oh, Kanye also got votes in Idaho. Interesting. I will admit, during a local election or for a local uh, position down here, the guy was running completely unopposed, and I felt that was unfair. So I went ahead and submitted my name, um, and it is <laughs> a unpaid uh job that has no duties so it's essentially a title and i'll throw it on the resume along with the podcast so yeah i'm hoping somebody else threw my name in there too i Good did luck, I, I wrote you in twice good i'm glad for, for court justice yeah it's, it's it's for the sheriff actually deputy <laughs> um all right <laughs> let's, let's, yeah. let's move quick. on to more serious uh topic here it got hot and heated in a uh Side conversation in a group text message. <clears throat> we'll ask you all, and you're more than welcome to, uh, you know, DM us and let us know. But we're gonna give you guys our thoughts on celebrities that we would pay big bucks for uh, to have an OnlyFans account. So, so the the way I like to think of it is like I would never actually subscribe to OnlyFans and, and yep. I don't know what even the, the UI looks like. I don't know how the service works. But like if there was one person in the world, let's call it a celebrity, that joined OnlyFans and like actually were you were like, oh shoot, like I fucking will pay money to see this. Who would it be? Exactly. And I actually thought I thought I know we, we tossed around names um in the group, but Another one that I've thought about, because you want to, I think you want to go for like a, a woman who's like very, very beautiful, attractive, hot, whatever, but like doesn't flaunt her shit on Instagram already. I was yeah. Kira Knightley. Wow. Okay. All right. That's good. You know, mine, mine is interesting because while it's not flaunted on Instagram, We've seen plenty of tight black spandex, and that's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it's a great call. 
Yeah. Uh, she, she's was, been on TV a lot lately. It's either, I think she just had a kid or something. But uh, yeah. But she uh, she would be great, and I also think Jennifer Aniston just to sit there and talk to me honestly would be. But how does it work? Like, could, you pay, <laughs> could you pay Jennifer Aniston like a thousand dollars, probably more, to just like talk to me for ten minutes? Bro, I'll probably. I'll pay ten thousand bucks to have her talk to me. Just talk, just have a conversation. But shout she's, she's got to be in character. Out, shout out to my from, fiance, uh, by the way, Taylor. Love you. <laughs> if, if Jenna Aniston is receiving absurd amounts of money from me, she has to be dressed up like in horrible bosses when yes, she's got the, the coat on. The dentist. I'm be like, hey, here's whatever amount and you then, want. Just let's <laughs> let's reenact the dentist scene. She can I'll be in like her Charlie. dentist outfit, and then Tom can be in his lab coat, and then it's it's this beautiful role play. I think this is something Tom has already played out at home, but we di- we digress. All right, let's let's move on to the most important piece of it all, and that is the NFL. We're rolling into week nine here, essentially halfway through the NFL season. This is prime time, make or break. This is where we start to divide the pretenders and the contenders. So we're going to break down a couple of the games this week, stuff that we are looking forward to seeing, some injuries. And uh, I'll kick it over to Tom to start us off with this Thursday night football game. I don't know if it's going to be much of a football game, to be honest. And just to update, uh, the Packers are now seven-point favorites heading to San Francisco. And San Francisco is hurt everywhere on both sides of the ball. Uh, almost their entire starting offense is out. Like George Kittle, Jimmy G, Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon. Their first, second, and third string running backs are out with injury. All of their wide receivers are out with COVID after, um, I think, Kendrick Bourne tested positive on Wednesday. And due to like close contact and tracing and all that, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk are out. And they're missing three of their front five on the offensive line. So couple all of that with the fact that the Packers just lost to the Vikings last weekend. And this looks like it's going to be a Green Bay blowout. Um, I really don't see this game going any other way. Before we dive into that, I want to go on a side tangent here about contact tracing. I don't know if you guys have tuned into the fact that Apple has an app feature now that allows for you to opt in for contact tracing, and it states that it informs you if you're around people who have been in contact or who have COVID. I would like to pose the question quickly before we move on. How the fuck does that work? I, I've, I've had the same conversation. I've had the same thought process too where yeah it's good and all and it it seems like you know a a reasonable thing to do and and you know you would wish it works but it's also up to the people who either get covid or are around people with covid to like update that they have gotten covid from everything that i've learned from big tech over the last several months years this is not anything i'm participating in no absolutely i want nothing to do with this like when I saw that pop up, 
I said, how do I get this off my phone? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how it works. Uh, I, I believe so, yes. So do you have to, like, disclose I, more of your medical information to them, or is it just, like, so press this I, button if you I may have come in contact? To your, you know how you can create a medical ID on your... Yeah. I believe it's linked to that. I also think it's probably similar to Waze, where it's user-generated. Like, you have to come forward and say, like, I've had COVID... And I would like to inform others that I've had COVID. It's like, I I don't know. I digress. But I, I did want to bring that up because I think it's freaking wacky that this is where and, we're at. And does it does it work for Androids? Does it, you know what I mean? Like, if it's only for, for Apple products or Apple phones, like, you're eliminating a pretty big part of the population of people who, like, could, you know, have come in contact. Yeah. So... To to bring you into up to speed, Brent, we're talking NFL, hey, but I went on a side tangent about how Apple now has the feature of contact tracing, and it informs you when you're right. around other people who have COVID, and how I think it's completely ridiculous. How I want no part to do with it, and uh, I think it's like a total flop. It's like truly, I think it's a way for Apple to be like, hey, we're here, we're helping, but it's like. Great. Now you have to have every single person who has an Apple phone, like Harrison said, excluding Samsung or Android, and have them all come forward and be like, yeah, I've had COVID. No, I haven't had COVID. And what? Constantly get tested. Whatever. Fuck it. God damn it. All right. So anyways, back to Thursday Thursday Night Football. Uh, The Packers are going to pound butt in San Francisco. Grimes, Shakes, any thoughts on the subject matter? Uh. No, I mean, you're right. Uh, I honestly can't believe it's it's actually comical. I, I feel like there's a team every single year. Somehow lately it's like it's been the Niners like four out of the last five years that's just comically injured. And uh, on top of everything already going on in the world, you know, with, with COVID and guys uh, opting out and all of that, it's just uh, San Francisco didn't have a ton of that and had to feel good about their chances coming into the season based off how they performed last season. And instead, every single good player they have is dead, including their (laughs) starting quarterback, uh, three of their top five, I guess, front seven guys, and Debo Samuel can't stay on the field. Yeah, sad stuff. There's there's some school of thought that that Mullins is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. Don't – I. It's not I like that, Mullins. It's not I so like, do I. that like crazy of a thought. Like he actually plays pretty well when when he's in. Let's um, say though, I guess the uh, like the counter argument to that. I saw a lot of that earlier in the year when Nick Mullins had to come in, but uh, you know some stats quickly got posted where it was like, uh, you know the the 49ers over the last four or five years without Jimmy G starting are basically a 500 team, and with Jimmy G starting, they're like uh, you know seven 780 team. That's, yeah, that, but that makes sense. You know, to Harrison's point, have you ever truly been impressed by Jimmy G? No, I haven't. Like ever, I, you know what I mean? I think Even his, and if his deficiency uh, deficiencies showed pretty clearly. Uh, like even on their Bowl. even on their yeah. Super Bowl run, everyone was discussing every other player on that team besides Jimmy G. Yeah, super similar to Joe Flacco in that respect, uh, except for the fact that during Flacco's Super Bowl run, he actually played like a stud, whereas mm-hmm. the rest of the time he was kind of like anchoring that team almost. Uh, and that that's definitely how, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy G has felt uh, with the roster that he's playing playing with. 
And it's interesting because we talk about all all the time how he's you know a product of Tom Brady and the Patriots and <clears throat> everyone. I feel like has just kind of sat back and waited for him to go off, and it's never happened. I feel like he yeah, is he, Blue State Mount or uh, uh, whatever the fuck the Alex Blue Mountain uh, State Blue Mountain State. State Alex. What's his name? Alex Moran, dude. Alex Moran. He is the Alex Moran of the NFL. He just wants to sit back, relax, cash in a check. Look good. Yeah, which I don't hate, but get out of the way. So I I agree, though. Nick Mullins, I don't hate him. I think he's probably one of the premier, if you want to call it, backups in the NFL. But he only has one active wide receiver to throw to tomorrow night. And so when you're watching this game tomorrow and you're like, who the fuck is that guy? His name is Trent Taylor. Uh, Like I said, the only active wide receiver on the roster right now. Fifth-round pick in 2017 out of Louisiana Tech. So if that's your only legitimate scoring option, I think it's going to be a blowout, and we're going to be playing some Call of Duty early in the night because that game is not staying on. Thursday night football games are always just such a a wash, dude. Such a wash. All righty. Let's move on. I think this is probably the biggest news going into week nine, and that's the return of Christian McCaffrey, CMC himself. Uh, he's been out since week two. The Panthers are traveling to Kansas City to uh, to face Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Andy Royd and his Chiefs burgers. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's let's break this down. I'll kick it over to Harrison to kind of talk us through this one. Yeah, so I think it's great and all that CMC is back. It, it fucks with my fantasy team, which is uh, beside the point. But, you know, I've, I've watched the Panthers now a couple times. Uh, got to see him play. What was it last week? They were uh, Titans last week? Uh, no, not the Panthers. I think they played the Falcons. They did. Falcons last week, right? That's right, that's right. And Falcons beat, uh, <clears throat> pulled one out kind of late there. But from what I'm seeing, I just don't think – the Panthers have what it takes to, to keep up with a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, CMC will help. You know, it kind of makes their, their offense a little bit more dynamic. Probably helps, like, the likes of Robbie Anderson and, and Curtis Samuel um, in kind of giving getting some attention off of them. Um, but with that said, I mean, Pat Mahomes, he's he's MVP of the league this year for, you know, for what it's worth. Um, he's pl- certainly playing like MVP, you know, again. Um and and so, yeah, I, I would say Kansas City is probably going to cover minus 11. Uh, you know, maybe the Panthers might be able to pull in like a backdoor cover, but Chiefs are playing top notch and, and nothing seems to be able to stop them right now. Is his talent just be is it just being wasted? Uh, Chris McCaffrey? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I, I, I mean, look at CMC similar to Saquon where they just, for whatever reason, have not gotten any of the pieces together. They've well, got it says, studs. I think both those guys say a ton about why uh, running backs are no longer super heavily valued anymore because you just it really doesn't matter how great a running back you are. And clearly, you know, all around Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, those are the, those are the two guys you look at as far as doing it, you know, the total package of what a running back can be these days. Saquon is that too. So is Zeke, like when he's on, even though it's a down year. But even with those guys being as good as they are, you know, racking up 140 yards all purpose a game and two touchdowns, 
they still can't win. And I mean, obviously Alvin Kamara's team does because he has a complete team, but Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, you know, Zeke with the Cowboys sucking, like running backs just don't change the game, even though for a good team, they can certainly, you know, make the offense more dynamic. I think you have that example, even with the chiefs while we're talking about them, you know, they, they, you have to have multiple guys, capable guys, but they don't, they don't win games. Uh, Quarterbacks win games. And that's why, Yes, to answer your question, Christian McCaffrey's talent is is being wasted in Carolina. When's his contract up? Uh, not for quite a long time. He just became the highest paid uh, running back in the NFL. Like Agreed to a four-year contract. Yeah, he's making loot through the 2025 season. So, I mean, I it's think not I'm, like— I'm kind of leaning Carolina here. I, I disagree. It's gonna be a slow burn, Tom, but come on. Uh, Kansas City's that's a lot out. of points. That's a lot of points, and I don't know. I just uh, Carolina's lost three in a row. That's not great. We're but talking about just, Patrick Mahomes here, kid. But you saw it with New England when New England was running the ball, keeping Mahomes off the field. They gave him trouble. I think they only scored like twenty six points in that game, and then in their loss to Oakland. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs didn't dominate the game, but he had two rushing TDs, 80 yards, and you know Derek Carr was able to find some passing success. And I think that stems from you know, respecting or having to over-respect the run. And who, like, who, who knows what we're going to see out of Christian McCaffrey? But those first two weeks when he was healthy, he was a monster. Um, you know, same old Christian McCaffrey, and I expect to see hand over fist, just. McCaffrey play after play after play and you know we'll see what happens he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who who even even after an injury and granted like high ankle sprain not a huge injury didn't have to get surgery he's definitely 100% healthy uh I don't think this guy's gonna he's not gonna miss a beat coming back um he'll he'll get right in the fold and and be ready to go I don't I don't doubt that McCaffrey is going to have a phenomenal day but like we've alluded to, there's got to be a lot more pieces of the puzzle that come together for them to win. So just on that note, the last thing I'll end on is that the Chiefs have a bye next week. And it's sort of just like a, a principal play like going into the bye. They're not going to be worried about blowing out, you know, and not a non-divisional opponent. They're going to get into the bye. They got the Raiders after the bye and then they have the Bucks. So I think this is going to just be a, a you know win by any means necessary. Don't have to blow them out. Just kind of a trap game here, I think, with this spread at what is it, eleven? Yeah, minus eleven. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take those points. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's move on to the Seattle uh, Buffalo game. Seattle is at Buffalo. Seattle minus three on the game. Um, I do really want to dive into this one because uh, it is crazy to me that Russell Wilson has continuously been looked over just in general. But I heard today that he has never received an MVP. I don't think he's ever received a vote. Never received an MVP vote. Yeah, I mentioned that a few weeks back, as a matter of fact. Russell Wilson has never once received a single vote for MVP of the NFL. Which actually, truly is uh, 
a testament to how fucking stupid NFL fans are, but or the NFL in general. But um, Russell Wilson, to me, honestly, I slept on him for years, and he has become one of the most fascinating fucking players. You guys already know this. I'm preaching to the choir. But the fact that he has been looked over and never received a vote and done what he has done, he's one of the most deadly QBs in the red zone in the NFL. Granted, he's got a fucking good team, but, like, ridiculous, dude. He's got a good offense. Yeah, that's That's what I'm saying. He's got a good good team. Decent, honestly. It's not like it's the Chiefs' offense. Do you think? I mean, it's. It, I mean, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. They don't have a tight end like like a Travis Kelsey. I would argue that their backfield is, when healthy, is probably better than 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 Kansas City. I disagree um, with that statement for sure. When Chris, when Chris Carson Chris is healthy, good, but he they're dangerous. The ball a lot. He fumbles the Chris ball Carson, a lot Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde's like okay, oh. but I mean. I don't know. It's it's tough to say because Edward Slayer is, is still a rookie. We'll see how he ends up doing. However, do you think it has anything to do with him not getting – he's not like a flashy player. Like I, he, he just doesn't have the, the cool factor. And I feel like that sure. kind of like works no, against agree. him in MVP votes. That, that's worked – mainly what's worked against him is just the – yeah, honestly, the fact that the two guys that have won the the latest MVPs, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, um, they absolutely have that cool factor in spades. Uh, you know, whether I, neither of them to me, it's like during interviews and stuff, I'm not like, wow, those guys are so fucking cool. They're rock stars. It's just they, on the field, they do cool shit. And, you know, for the last two seasons, they've dominated all the headlines. They've obviously Lamar Jackson last year when he broke that 70 yard run and broke uh i hit the spin button you know between those two Bengals defenders and shit like russell wilson's not doing a whole lot of that he's just winning football games and he wins them in every single way imaginable and to be honest with you uh if i were starting if i had to win a game tomorrow and i could choose my roster from top to bottom russell wilson's the quarterback i choose 10 times out of 10 It's crazy because so, uh, you it's not necessarily I mean, I guess it probably like you said, it has to do with swag. <laughs> like you look at I'm looking at a list of quarterbacks right now. And you know, you talk about oh, he doesn't have that glitz, that glamour, you know. Dude, Eli Manning didn't have that. Nick Foles doesn't have that. Granted, both of those individuals got MVP doing the unthinkable. Yeah, they were Super Bowl. And they, they were Super Bowl. They lucked out on a Super Bowl. Russ has one of them too. I I hear you, but in general, like <laughs> it's just fucking wild. So here's a question. You know, we're playing, uh, or we Seahawks are playing Buffalo. Does Josh Allen have swag? Zero. I think he actually kind of does. He's 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 got a little swagger to him for sure. He's got, like, country boy swag. Yeah. I mean, he would be, you know, he seems like, uh, I don't know, they, they don't have a super polished offense as far as him being a precise passer. Um, but they, they win football games in pretty fun ways, and he seems like a fun guy, you know, like to have as your quarterback. He, he makes good plays with his feet, and he's obviously an, an enormous dude. He's not afraid to, like, put his shoulder down and, like, run over some people. So 
you know, anytime you kind of see that from a quarterback, I feel like that's, that's automatically kind of quarterback swagger, you know, like extending plays and moving the chains and just like laying into people and whatever they, they win. Okay. I'll give them that. So are they going to win this weekend? Uh, no, honestly, I'd take Seattle and the points. It's probably never a good idea to, to pick, uh, the away team, uh, covering not, not only, not only winning, but covering, uh, but, yeah, uh, we're, we're doing it tomorrow night. So just add it to the list. Yeah. <laughs> away team favorites. Let's lay the chalk. Um, all righty. Well, let's talk about this next matchup, uh, between Chicago and Tennessee. Uh, we got Tennessee at minus six. Very important game for both teams. I'll turn it over to Brent to kick us off and uh, open up a discussion here. Uh, here I would take the Bears and the points. Uh, probably do like Tennessee to win outright, though. Um, right now they're the perfect perfect example of why you have to have to win games when they're within reach. Uh, you know, we talked at length last time about what the Titans season has looked like thus far. And again, you know, you basically you kind of cough up a game kicker has tried to give away multiple games and he finally did versus Pittsburgh. And then, you know, the very next week you're, you're facing a team in the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow that you're quote unquote supposed to beat. Uh, but like I mentioned the last time we talked about the Titans, their absolute lack of a pass rush. They touched Joe Burrow twice, got zero sacks. They were starting four new offensive linemen. The Bengals were, and the Titans just have no pressure up front. So that leads to them never getting off the fucking field. And that's the main reason I think the Bears can easily cover, though I don't think uh, Nick Foles nor Mitch Trubisky, if he happens to see the field, uh, neither of those guys scare me. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a a Bears onslaught as far as points are concerned. And even last week against the Bengals, even though it took them very late in the game to get going, um, it looks like it's tough to keep the Titans offense out of rhythm for very long. Uh, Honestly, the first 60% 60% of the Bengals game is the the worst extended offensive play of the Titans season thus far. And in the last, you know, I guess 16, 18 minutes of the game, they scored 17 points. So um, Tennessee really just too efficient offensively. And I, I don't think the Bears offense is, you know, potent enough to, I guess, turn this into some, you know, 34, 31 game or something. Wells, thoughts? Uh, I definitely agree. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored, but the Bears are like the NFC equivalent of the Titans, I feel like. like They both are playing the same kind of football, like decent product, but there's you know clear errors here and there. Then I feel like a lot of the stuff that Shake said about the Titans can be you know equally said about the Bears. Uh, but given the, the front that Chicago has... I, I think they will be able to limit Henry to some degree. And I, I kind of like Chicago with the points here. I'm not going to touch this game, but I'm leaning Chicago. I, I think they do mirror Tom's right in that uh, they they win games similarly. Like Titans for a long time, even though they've hit their offensive stride this season, for a long time they've been a grinded out team. You know, they, they're a low scoring team. They run the ball a lot and they've never really won pretty or won big. You can definitely say that about the Bears this season, but I think they mirror each other. They they both do that in two different ways. The, the Titans is more of an offensive grind. You know, Derrick Henry pound the rock, uh, a lot of play action. They just move the ball up and down the field, and really the defense is the weakness in their team this year, where I think it's the opposite with the, with the Bears. You know, the defense keeps them in games. 
the offense makes it look ugly, but somehow they've they've gotten it done, you know, five times so far this season, just like the Titans. So it should be pretty interesting. I do like the Bears and the points for sure to reiterate, but I think the Titans avoid losing three in a row. All righty. Um, all right, Tom, I'm going to ask you a question, and uh, and we'll move down the list. Do we trust the Vikings? I do not trust the Vikings only because I do not trust Alvin Cook to stay healthy. He is like clearly the the key to that offense, and without him, they're stagnant. They're you know they're just not going to put up enough points. Whereas their defense, for whatever reason, I still feel like the Vikings like oh it's the Vikings they have a good defense. Their defense is awful, and I just. I, I don't trust them to stay healthy on offense to allow the defense to keep them in it. Uh, why does their defense suck this year? Did they have a lot of guys opt out, or they just their defense uh, age no, out? No, no, no. Everson Griffin, no Xavier Rhodes, uh, Xavier, uh, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, uh, I don't know where Harrison Smith went. Um, he was, you know, that fucking pretty solid safety. Uh, they used to have some good linebackers. I don't know what the hell happened to them, but like no, no, Everson Griffin knows. Uh, is it Xavier Rose or Xavier Howard? He's on. He's on Miami now. Whoever it is, he was like an All-Pro cornerback. He kind of had a down year last year, but now he's in Miami and he's fucking crushing it, of course. Um, but they, yeah, they've had a couple guys leave the team that that were kind of staples of that defense. I mean, the the problem is, is that if you look at the Vikings schedule, they're playing the Lions this weekend. Followed by Bears, Cowboys, Panthers, Jags. So, in terms of schedule difficulty, it's not. You know, really, the Bears are who they're facing in terms of competition. Yeah, I mean, they could easily win four or five games in a row. Yeah, the division is not out of reach for the Vikings. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, let's talk uh, more importantly about this matchup Saturday night between the Saints and Bucks. Bucks are minus five. Um, you know, this is what we wanted to see for years. Brady and Breeze go head to head. It's a divisional race. Um, you know, Saints won in Week One and, and can regain outright first place with a win on Sunday. So, let's break down a little bit about what we're excited to see. First and foremost, Antonio Brown uh, back. Let's talk a little about that social experiment and then dive into who we think is going to walk away. Harry, I'll kick it over to you. Yeah, I, it's an interesting line. I mean, you know, I love this matchup. Everyone, you know, everyone will be tuning in to see Drew Brees, Tom Brady, um, and these and these two pretty potent offenses. Um, Michael Thomas, his questionability about playing uh, is, a, is a huge question mark and a huge decider in and who will, you know, ultimately win this game or who will be able to cover. Um, but the, the Bucks, the Bucks are just, they're starting to kind of find that groove. I mean, they barely squeaked out a win against, against the Giants. Um, you this know, which is, this is a look-ahead game. Yeah, it was not, yeah, exactly. They, they, they certainly were looking past the Giants uh, for good reason. I'll give them that. Antonio Brown, I mean, We've we've seen it pretty much only go one way, and that's and that's the wrong fucking way um, when he joins an NFL roster. So I, I like to give him benefit of the doubt that he's kind of like understands that he's literally on his final straw with the NFL, and that if he can't 
you know, make it work, then he'll, he'll be, literally never play again. He'll literally never play again. He'll never be able to make money um, like he is right now again. And, but I think, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I, I do like the Bucks in this game. Um, they, they certainly have some stuff to figure out. But I just don't think the Saints have the offensive weapons to, to stick around in this. The problem, or the de- or the defensive weapons, for that matter. The problem which you highlighted is that without Antonio Brown, they were still finding their groove, and they're still filled to the brim with threats. You know, uh, I guess it's safe to assume that Fournette is taking over at RB one. I don't know. We were all high on Ronald Jones last week, and then he goes out and he fumbles in like the one of the opening drives. And I don't think he saw another ball all night. He had a couple carries, but Fournette sort of handled most of the load. And I would be very concerned right now if I'm a Ronald Jones owner. Just as a from an from a Patriots perspective, the last five or six seasons, if you fuck up or you know turn the ball over, Brady doesn't trust you. You're you might as well just ask to be released yeah. from the team because you're not right. going to get the ball back. That is dark. Well, I'm hoping that that is not the case because I think one fumble should not define his entire career. They walked you, so I think that's a tad bit aggressive. But um, you know, if Leonard Fournette shows up, yeah, I mean, if Fournette shows up and he proves it, then you know, there's no reason to second guess it. But uh, you know, they were on a roll with Rojo, so I, I don't know. I it's just one of those things where don't try to fix what's not broken. But maybe they're just trying to make it even better. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I do want to talk a little bit more about Michael Thomas. We kind of breezed over that. This guy has been off and on the injured list, the suspension list, punching teammates, you know, barely performing. Productivity is low. Um, is this a cry for I want out? Um or has he just kind of hit a bad string of injuries and bad events? I feel like this is a guy that people were talking about being, you know, one of the prime, like the premier receivers in the league last year going into this year, and now he's just kind of flatlined. I mean, it's tough to say because he only played like one, like one game where week one he was a non-factor in this same matchup, and that seems to be where it all stemmed from. I would like to think there's like, you know, all off the field issues aside, there's no way the Saints roll into this game with first place on the line without their best player. Like, it's just, he's going to play. And I am expecting a big game from Michael Thomas. Um, I, I, I think it's just going to silence all the doubters. You know, I'm still here. Uh, they're five, Saints are five and two right now. Like, I don't see any reason why he'd want to leave. So I'm 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 just gonna cast all the news aside and just I'm anticipating a big game out of Michael Thomas. Well, we'll see. Hopefully not, because then it might interfere with uh, fantasy football. But let's go ahead and move on. Um, do you guys have any other topics to touch upon in the NFL before we close things out here? Oh, sir. Alrighty. Well, let's go ahead and. Uh, hit upon some buzzer beaters and get us out of here. Tom, let's uh, start off with you, kid. 
Um, shit, I don't really have a buzzer beater tonight. I didn't come prepared. Uh, I guess I'll, Sunday I'll... night football, baby. We have the New England Patriots and the New York Jets for a battle in last place in the AFC East. It's going to be must-watch television. Uh, definitely going to be an exciting football game, and I just hope both teams have fun. To pivot on your buzzer beater, Shakes, you missed it, but um, I did want to let you know that a, ma- a majority of the 66,000 votes that Kanye West got came from Tennessee. No shit. Mm. That, that, was, that was all me. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Yeah, that was 100% me. Oops. All right, Harry, what do you got for us? Right. Uh, sorry, I, the mute button's really fucking with me. Um, Friday night, ACC football, Miami Hurricanes, number 11 in the country, taking on the NC State Wolfpack. Uh, it's going to be an away game. Miami is a 10.5 point favorite, but there is something to note. NC State, while they, I, I weirdly think that they're going to play Miami pretty tough because um, everyone likes to play Miami tough because they're Miami and people kind of hate them, whatever. Um, NC State uh, gives up a lot of points. Um, they gave up 48 points last week to North Carolina. I think Miami is a much better offense than North Carolina. They even gave up 45 points to Virginia Tech. Um, the point being, I'm going to take the over at 59 points. Granted that the weather is good. It's a 7.30 kickoff. Um, take the over because life's too short, you know? Harry, they hate us because they ain't they us. they ain't us. anus no uh all right thanks as always ladies and gentlemen for joining us here tonight if you're not already doing so check us out on twitter and instagram it's where it's at we'll keep you guys posted on everything that you need to know and more additionally you need to subscribe on either itunes and spotify or both so that you can stay up to tune on our weekly released episodes we will see you all next week, turning it over to Shakes to close us out with a little music history. Oh, man. Uh, big one, actually. This date in 1977, uh, the famous, uh, I guess, rock and roll documentary, live music documentary, The Last Waltz, uh, featuring everyone from uh, the band uh, to Neil Young, Eric Clapton, uh, Dr. John, Van Morrison, Staple Singers, Muddy Waters, all kinds of people, huge musical event. Uh, the movie premiered, um, so big day, and I guess I'll take my pick out of any of those fucking huge artists, maybe some Van Morrison or the band, who knows. Surprise us, kid. We'll do it. Later. We out.
Someday you're gonna be crying 